0: And we are back for another episode of Touch'em All. I'm your host, Hayden McDaniel. Alongside me tonight, as always, the Latino lady magnet himself, Mr. Jose Del Rio. It has been a wild week in the MLB offseason since the MLB offseason has been relaunched. The lockout ended last Thursday, and since then, teams have been hitting the ground running to fill their roster spots for the 2022 season. And Jose and I are here to wrap our heads around it, celebrate a little bit, reminisce a little bit, and just talk about some of the the, the good signings, talk about some of the signings where we're sitting here and scratching our heads, because there are a few of those, actually, to be honest with you, as always, because not everything makes sense in the game of baseball or any sports, but, you know, teams are out there trying to spend money, and, make big moves but anyway jose man what a crazy week it's been um so far though what has been your biggest surprise in the free
1: agency free agent market you know after a couple months or what it seemed like forever of a lockout it seemed like a year it
0: seemed like a long year it seemed like the three months felt like a year
1: yeah it was awful because we didn't know what was gonna happen are we gonna have baseball or we're not and uh, you know all the potential, but this week has kind of redeemed itself. It's been a roller coaster for almost most teams. Uh, you asked for my biggest surprise, maybe what the Rockies did with yep. Chris Bryant. Aren't the Rockies supposed to be trying to tank? Right. I, I would but, with, Yep. And it is so weird what they are doing. Um, but maybe, maybe I believe they have new management there, so maybe they're trying to flip things around. I don't know. That'll be an interesting combo, uh, Arenado, right, and uh, and Bryant. Right, yeah. Um, I mean, you, you trade Arenado
0: last year to the Cardinals to dump his salary, and then you sign Chris Bryant to a seven-year, $182 million contract, which at the end of it is about a $26 million deal. So, yeah, it's, it, it's very confusing. And on top of not letting Trevor Story or not being able to trade Trevor Story at the deadline last year, you kind of, the Rockies have kind of just it's been, it's been very confusing to see what they've been trying to do um, with their with their organization.
1: Yeah, I mean it really is. Um, but you know, maybe they aren't. Maybe they're incentivized to start to win. I mean, I've always kind of rooted for them up there because they have an amazing ballpark. And really, if they tried a little more, <laughs> invested a little more, I think they can do it. But like you're right, I mean you get you dump all these salaries and, and you you look like you're about to start from from scratch and here you go and get a huge signing. So that was pretty uh, that was pretty interesting to me. Um, Honestly, that's one. But to me, I'm not even going to mention now because I know we'll have a huge segment on this. But what happened to a first baseman was pretty surprising to me. To be honest, yeah, that's a bit wild and I think till, till around the league it was too I mean there's reports that he's still pretty shocked about it um but you know that's I guess that's for another conversation there and um yeah yeah it, it's interesting also to see that the New York Yankees are not being as aggressive being as they are being as aggressive and they got rid of Gary Sanchez and to bring Donaldson okay that was I think that's kind of a good little trade there but it's weird. I I don't know. You'd think they'd be going all out up there, but right. It seems like they're being a little conservative, which is not like the Yankees. Yeah, and now I mean, they have Judge in kind of like a limbo situation up there. Yeah, I would agree with that 100. Um, and th- and this is no knock on Anthony
0: Rizzo. I think he's a good ball player, but he's definitely the third best first baseman, and the uh, out of the free agent market this year. First base was a pretty big market, um, and not to mention Matt Olson wasn't even a free agent. But he was just basically qualified as a free agent because everybody knew what the A's were going to do. It was no surprise there that the A's were just looking to unload their whole entire te- um, their whole entire team and just start over. Um, but yeah, the Yankees going after Josh Donaldson and all just just everything that's kind of happened. It's like you'll hear the Yankees do something and then you don't hear anything for like two or three days, and then they'll do something and you're like, oh, they're about this is when they're about to start it and then you don't hear anything for another two or three days. Now, granted, there's still some guys out there that could fit the Yankee system, like Carlos Correa, Trevor Story, those guys. But, I mean, they haven't been guaranteed the whole entire time. Like, nobody knows what the Yankees are going to do. There were rumors that I saw today that the Yankees were starting, like the locker, there was a feeling in that locker room that a big move was coming, whether it was via trade or free agency. But, I mean, you hear those speculations all the time at this point. So it's just it's one of those things. Now we got to see it because right now the Blue Jays have gotten a heck of a lot better since uh, since the lockout ended. I mean, they oh got my. Matt, they You're got, so right about that. They got Matt Chapman yesterday in the trade. The pitching staff they have loaded up on pitching, which is very interesting to me. Um, they have loaded up on pitching. They were in the Freddie Freeman sweepstakes for a while after. It's a situation we'll get into when the Braves backed out. Um, so, I mean, the Blue Jays are out there, and they're showing that they're in it to win it. And, of course, when you've got Vladdy Jr. and you've got the team that they've got, eventually you want to see this team take that next step. And I think that organization wants to take this next step because they've got the tools to do it. They've got the tools to be a contender in the American League. Um, so you've got the Blue Jays there. The Red Sox have made some, some – decent moves to make their team better. They've beefed up their pitching staff a little bit. Um, the Tampa Bay Rays, they've been kind of a surprise, which, I mean, they're on a, they're a low-revenue team. They, they haven't done a lot, so you might be – right now, though, the Yankees are probably competing for third with the Rays if we're looking at it. But then again, the Tampa Bay Rays, they're not really making a lot of noise in any offseason, and they're still managing to make the postseason the last few years. So right now, the Yankees are kind of – Looking at fourth place, third or fourth place in the division, if they don't step up and make a move, now they've got a great lineup. If their lineup's healthy, they could win the division. But they've got a pitching staff that's kind of lacking a little bit, and um, I mean, you, so I don't know. It, the Yankees are in a weird spot right now. Um, the drop, yeah, Donalds, they are. Yeah, the drop. Oh, go
1: ahead. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to kick you, you off. Um, yeah, you're you're right. The Yankees are in a, in a weird position, and they do have that lineup on paper. Even last year, I thought they'd go farther, but they they didn't. Josh Donaldson Donaldson adds some depth. He, uh, I think, is a Wins Above Replacement is is pretty up there. Um, and and for him personally, I think that's a good fit up there. Um, I it's going to be an interesting division up there. Yeah, I believe the Blue Jays have made. Some really solid moves. Not huge, huge, huge names, but good uh, pitching uh, that they've added. Um, and they have a young roster that can blow up at any time right. up there. So I, I can really see them going. And you're right about the Rays. You just never know what they have up their sleeve. The, the, they always play small baseball, but they always seem to do really well. So it's going to be interesting up there. I don't know what's going to happen. With the Orioles, and they have rumors they're trying to get Correa, which is another weird signing. That that'd be along the signing of a Chris Chris Bryant to the Rockies. Like, what's the Orioles going to be? Just Correa and like everyone else tanking? I don't know. Correa, Cedric
0: Mullins, and Trey Mancini. I mean, you've got three decent bats there, but I mean, still your your organization is very far away from competing for on a yearly basis. If and that, this might be
1: a solid thing, a solid uh, bat you add and build around it. And, and it's going to, it could, it could be one of those things where they do have, I'm sure they have a great farm system after all the years of tanking. <laughs> uh, who, who knows? And maybe that's it. That's their first step into kind of building from there. But uh, the East is interesting. Um, I am wondering what's going to happen in the American League Central.
0: Yeah, not a Um, lot of –
1: the Tigers after – the Tigers pre-lockout were very
0: aggressive. And since the lockout has ended, they've kind of been quiet. The White Sox have made a few moves. Um, The Guardians have been silent.
1: I mean, I haven't heard anything from Cleveland. I don't Um, know. I think they're kind of just done too. Um, I really thought Correa was going to go up there to Detroit. and I did too. Things were about to get spiced up up there for the first time in a long time. And –
0: and, and I mean that very well could still be the case. I mean, we had the Correa rumors. I mean, that's been probably one of the biggest surprises: the fact that he doesn't have a team yet.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, we thought he would be the first one to go. I mean, and 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 who knows? There is talks that the that the Astros want him, and they've of course stated that. Nobody really believed that'd be the case. Could it be that the, that Correa stays with the Astros, and Freeman is the player that leaves? Nobody would have guessed that last year in the World Series. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We'll get to the Freddie Freeman
0: situation again in a minute. But um, the one thing I want to talk about, because I know I asked you, you're making a surprise. I'm going to give mine now. Um, Let's talk about the Cincinnati Reds, dude. This team was a a piece or two away from being a playoff team, and they just decided, screw it. We're just blowing it up and starting from scratch again. Yep, um, they are I mean, going to tank. They are unloading. Jesse Winker. Is it Winker or Linker? Winkler? It's Winker, right? I think it's Winker, yeah. Winker to the Mariners. Um, Great
1: Spore- addition
0: for them. Yeah, Suarez to the as well. Mariners as well. Um, Amir Garrett to the Kansas City Royals, which is another team that's kind of confusing me. When we were talking about the AL Central earlier, I thought about the Kansas City Royals and some of the moves they've made, getting Amir Garrett, getting Zach Grinky back, although I think that's just one of those Zach Grinky's on his last on his on the last stretch of his career, and he just wants to go back to where it all started. But um, you've got um, but yeah, they've also who who else did they let go? Um, shoot, some of these other guys have traded.
1: Has uh, Castellanos
0: but, um, is has not been resigned, and he hasn't yeah. signed anywhere yet uh, yet either. Which he's obviously not going to resign with them. Yeah, and that's that's been another thing. Is I mean you've got you're a few pieces away you have a pretty good pitching staff and you're just gonna start over that to me that to me it doesn't make a lot of sense and for Cincinnati being such a great baseball city happen to know some people up there uh, it, it just it surprises me I hate it for that fan base that they're doing this um and the a the a's we saw it coming because the a's needed to do it The A's didn't have the budget to compete anymore. So, the A's, we saw it coming. But Cincinnati, it's something I did not see coming. Um, Especially after the Cubs decided to blow it up last year. I didn't Um, either, yes. I mean, so it's just, it's it's weird to me. I'm I'm still trying to wrap my head around that. Um, I mean, obviously, they're probably not going to be the worst team in that division because the Pittsburgh Pirates have that locked up for about the next six years as long as Freddie Freeman's a Dodger. Um, But... (laughs) I mean, I don't know, man. It just to me, it it doesn't make a lot of sense that the Cincinnati, that the Reds, who overall are a pretty young team, well, not to mention the
1: competition in that in that division. You have the Cubs, who kind of give it up, but so they're okay there. I mean, I guess they have some pieces now, but the Brewers are pretty good, or you know, they're going to make some noise over there. But you think about it, really. They, they. this is a good shot, a good year yeah. for a good shot up there. If it they just blew it up.
0: If it wasn't for the Brewers pitching staff, on paper, there's no clear-cut favorite in that division. The Brewers pitching staff is what separates that division. Um Because the Brewers, I mean, they don't have many big weapons on offense. yetledge who struggled last year. Um They added McCutcheon, who, I mean, again, we talked about Zach Greenke on the pitching side of things. McCutcheon, on the offensive side of things, he's kind of at. The, I mean, he's kind of reaching the tail end of his career as well. So, I mean, the Brewers don't have many bats where you're just like, "Oh, how do I work my way around this?" Like the Braves or the Dodgers do. But their pitching staff is kind of what they what has been their bread and butter, and what, as of right now, probably sets them up to be the favorite. But the Reds, I mean, they were competing until about September of last year. They had a good pitching staff. They have a good bullpen. They've got—I mean, that was not a bad team. And now they've just decided to blow it up. Joey Votto. I mean, come on. You've got Poor guy. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna blow it up, you've got to get rid of Joey Votto too. You've got to trade Joey Votto, send him to a contender. Because I think there is a team out there that would love either to have Joey Votto at first base or Joey Votto DHing for them. I mean, you've got to you've got to explore at least listen. To a few offers for Joey Votto, if, if you're if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna just blow it up, you've got to unless Joey Votto wants to stay in Cincinnati and finish out his career there. Unlike a certain other first baseman, um, <laughs> sorry, shots fired. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. It just it doesn't make a lot of sense that the Reds are doing this, and I hate that because I I've always pulled for the Reds. I'm always. I don't know. I've always liked them. I've always liked the organization. Um, the city of Cincinnati is pretty cool.
1: Um, cool stadium.
0: <laughs> yeah, the stadium's cool. Great uh, organization.
1: You're right. They're they, class act. Usually.
0: And I mean, they just kind of. I mean, they're kind of one of those teams that have flown under the radar over the last few years. And um, so, I
1: mean, I, I'm just, I, I'm just glad I'm not a Reds fan because can you imagine being in in, in a position where you could go far, and you have maybe a year or two to get there, add a couple more pieces, and here you are. And then you just kind of give it up and start all over again. I mean, again. literally, so dude, sad. in
0: 2020, in the short season of 2020, with the expanded playoffs, everybody kept saying the Reds were the biggest threat to, to maybe do an, pull off an upset. Grant, thank goodness the Braves were able to take care of them. But I remember, I mean, I remember – the Trevor Bauer – I think it was Trevor Bauer and Max Free pitching duel to this day. That game went 14 innings, and the Braves finally won it one to nothing. Uh-huh. So, I mean, the, it's just – it blows my mind that this is – that it's come down to this for Cincinnati, man. It, I hate it. I hate it for the organization. I hate it for the, the city, especially after they've been so excited of the, about the Cincinnati Bengals going to the Super Bowl. And now you've got your baseball – now you look at baseball season and you're like, ugh, so now we got to sit here and watch the Reds just completely
1: – just tank at this point. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what's going in, the, in their minds over there. I guess I guess it's – I mean, from, we obviously know what the owners want, want up there and that's, you know, get all – get rid of your pieces and start all over and don't really care much about their team. But uh, I, I'm curious to see – what you think in the NL West? Um, the Giants were a interesting team last year. They really haven't had too many pieces out there. I know. I was going to mention um, that too. We know the Dodgers are loaded now, even more loaded. They always have been. Um, Padres are on paper again. You know they should be really good. We'll <laughs> and they haven't. Happens.
0: They haven't done much in the. No. And Tatis is out for three months.
1: Yes, Tatis has, from my understanding, there was a motorcycle accident he had. Multiple. Apparently, it was multiple. Oh, it was multiple, not just one. Because I remember when it was reported and they're like, oh, his hand's fine. Then he shows up to spring training. They're like, oh, still not good. (laughs) So, uh, Um, they're rumored to have been multiple. That's insane. I mean, and this, I know he's a fan favorite. But I've honestly have always kind of seen him as like um he reminds me he's kind of a, a Machado type and of course their teammates, so it wouldn't surprise me if he gets from him. But uh I mean they fought that each just other in doesn't the dugout really, last year. Yeah, that's what I was getting to get <laughs> to. Yeah. They, they fought each other in the law in the dugout, you know, in the middle of a playoff run or what was supposed to be one. Um you know, and it's kind of interesting to put yourself above above the team like that. But well, who do you think in L. West is going to come up on top? Do you think the Giants can put another fight? Well, I mean, I, I think there's every reason to think they
0: can. I mean, other than Chris Bryant, it's basically the same team. Excuse me. Um, but, I mean, we talk about it. The Dodgers are right there with their team – Doing what they do, they've only made one move so far this season or off season, but I mean, it was a pretty good move. Um, but I mean, I don't see why the Giants can't do it again. I, I really don't. And we'll get in. We'll get into more of that in a few weeks when we do our preview show, our season preview show, which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, but I don't see why the Giants can't do it again. I mean, they've got a good pitching staff. Um, they're young. And I think that might be the only thing as to why they might not be able to get it done. Um, Well, and they have Jock. Let me say that. Yeah, they have added Jock. They have added Jock. And and he has won the last two World Series. Yeah, you have added a a big piece there. And the the Pearl King himself, Jock Peterson. (laughs) Um, But right now, of course, the Dodgers are going to be the favorites, especially just after just adding Freddie Freeman, which I promise everybody we are going to get into that shortly hopefully in the next five to ten minutes we can start talking about this freddie freeman thing because believe me i got a lot to talk about when it comes to freddie freeman but uh but man right now i'd have to say the dodgers are my favorites but when i sit down in a few weeks and once this free agency kind of plays itself out and we do our preview show i I, my mind could change um i know i'm i'm kind of there are a few divisions i'm kind of curious about The AL West is another one of those divisions this year um, where I'm kind of, I'm not guaranteeing that it's going to be the Houston Astros division this year. And I'll get more into that in a few weeks, but, um, but yeah, uh, there are a few divisions this year where I'm a little bit curious. The NL West, I mean, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Um, I'm not sure the Padres are ready in that division, especially after the Tatis injury. I think that's going to set them back a little bit. Um, and honestly, dude, you've got the Eric Hosmer situation out there too. They're, they, they have been very vocal about exploring trades for him and Will Myers. So it's going to be curious to see what they would get in return for that. So uh, I, I don't know if, I mean, maybe if we're, we were talking about the Joey Votto situation, do does. Cincinnati sent Joey Votto to do. They just do a first baseman swap, but Cincinnati sent Joey Votto to San Diego for Eric Hosmer. I mean that, I don't know that's that, that sounds like a kind of a fair trade to me um, to an extent. If you're, if you're looking to blow it up Cincinnati and if San Diego is looking to add a decent bat, you can, you can, you can go that route. But um I don't know, man, I, I really don't know. I think, Right now, I, if I had to, if I had it, if I had to say it right now, it would be Dodgers first, Giants second, Padres third. But with the expanded playoffs, a team like the Giants could definitely benefit from it. Um, I think that the Giants would definitely benefit from a 12-team playoff. Uh, so, it, not all hope would be lost in San Francisco.
1: Well, yeah, I'm glad you brought up the 12 uh, 12-team playoff. That that would be interesting and, and maybe fun. It adds it's going to add a little more heat to the game towards the end there already is. Um I'm also hopeful for the Mariners and their trades that they've made from from the uh from the Reds. Young team, I really thought Chris Bryant was going to go up there cuz that would really kind of make things solid. Yeah. But uh that was one I was surprised that that didn't happen. Yeah, I was too. I was too. Maybe they just don't have the cash up there for it. I could be i think one. chris bryant wanted too much
0: wanted way more than he was worth to be honest with you i think chris bryant wanted way more than he was worth no well, that's probably why he bryant, landed but where he did no disrespect to chris bryant but i don't think he's worth the 26 million dollars the Rockies paid him no not
1: anymore during his prime yeah he's um, a good player but he's not i mean i don't know i am still puzzled about max scherzer's average forty three million dollar contract with the New York Mets. He's 37. overpaid. Overpaid. That's a Met that's the Mets doing a Mets thing right there. I I just don't understand that. And when the owner was asked about trades not long ago, he said that, you know, they're okay with paying the, the luxury tax and whatever you call it and they have more money left. And I'm thinking, gosh man, since when 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 does Spending more in the off season like that get you championships. I think that era, thankfully, is kind of coming to an end, or at least yeah, I you know agree. there's a good mix. But yeah, I mean I, that's that's a puzzling one. Going back to your first question that you brought up,
0: yeah that that's that's very puzzling. Um, I mean, you look at it on paper, Jake Degrom, Max Scherzer, that's a dangerous one-two punch. That is a very dangerous one-two punch. But come July, say, let's, let's just say July. July is always a fair month to throw out there. Halfway through the season, all-star break, trade deadline. All the fun stuff happens in July that kind of dictate what's going to happen for the rest of the season. I, I'm not convinced that those two guys are going to be healthy. DeGrom or Scherzer. And DeGrom's a free agent at the end of the year. If the, if the Mets can't turn this thing around, I feel like this. I feel like the, all of the pressure in the NL East this year is on the New York Mets. I, even though the Braves have won, have won the World Series, the Mets are going to be the team facing the pressure because Jake DeGrom's a free agent at the end of the year. If they're not competing, he might be like, "Screw this, I'm out." And we'll, again, I'll get into more of this. We'll get into more of the divisions and the season previews show in a few weeks, but. You're I'm right, saying, the cards I'm can crumble right, right there. Yeah, I'm saying right now the Mets are the team facing the most pressure in the division,
1: not the Braves, the Mets. Yeah, because they're supposed to be, you know, they, they've been supposed to be the uh, the team to beat in, in, the, uh, in, the, in the division, but they always fall apart in the middle. Um, I mean, we'll see. I'll take competition from the Mets. We haven't had that in a long time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And so, the Mets are always bound to met, as Jamie, as our good friend Jamie Cheek likes to say. The Mets are always bound to met. So <laughs>
1: he's right. You know who's been kind of quiet? The Phillies. They have. They got Schwarber
0: yesterday. They did get Schwarber. That's a, That's a decent deal, but he's
1: another injury-prone guy. Um, yeah, and he's coming up. Well, you know, I didn't realize he was only twenty-nine or thirty, but he, he you seems know. like he's a lot older. <laughs> yeah, he really does. I did not th- I thought he was like in his mid 30s. But Yeah, uh, man, I didn't
0: realize that either. That's but he's injury prone. Um they have talked to Nick Castellanos, Castellanos, I believe. Um they had talked to Chris Bryant, Bryce Harper was trying to get that together, but it oh did not happen. Oh gosh. Um and yeah, the Phillies have been very quiet. Um the Marlins have of course been quiet. The Nationals have kind of made a few interesting moves though. I mean, you get Nelson Cruz, you get um some somebody else. They got our boy Adrianza.
1: Yes, they did.
0: Um, so I mean, the Nationals have made some decent moves, um, which has been a surprise. But when you're trying to, you know, what would be game, interesting. What if we can afford Castellanos to come out? Just uh, add another good piece for us. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I would love it. I would be for it. I mean, I don't know what, do love you, what we have you the going, money. What are you going to do at that point, though? Because then you're stuck with – you've got Castellanos, Acuna, Duvall, Azuna, yeah, we got Rosario, and there's been the rumors of Soler coming back to Atlanta. Um, I mean, I could see – I'm still not ruling out the possibility that, that Azuna could be traded, um, especially if we want to get a big-time starting pitcher. I'm not ruling out the possibility of an Azuna trade.
1: Um just because of everything that happened last year. Um, I can definitely see them getting rid of him. And, and hey, you bring Sor, uh, Soler there, um, yeah, why not, right? And get him kind of clean that house with, with what happened with Ozuna because it's pretty interesting. I mean, what he did with it, you know, apart from all the things he did to his wife and all that, on the field and the things kind of how it hurt the players, I guess, that that, that was pretty – that's not good you know yeah doing that whenever they were in, in a tough spot actually when, when he left they were doing okay you know yeah he, he had he
0: had started to turn around because he got injured and then the the
1: arrest happened all within the same week um yeah i remember what did he have three home runs up in fenway or something i mean he was killing it in, uh, or he had had three straight games of three or with home runs or something like that i don't remember it was like know. three some yeah three and three i don't know but he was pulling good numbers and then of course he got this, denied everything. Video came out and then he's back with his wife. Whatever. Just distraction is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, and then it, um so I you're right. I, I would not rule uh, out that they treat yeah. him. Or hey, you save him until the uh till the deadline in July and maybe get a piece that you need by then. Now you'll have a really good picture of what you need and you know, <laughs> maybe we're in a similar situation of last year. I hope not, but
0: Yeah. I, I don't I don't like the, the distraction that is in is bringing to the team. Um, especially after coming off a world series. Now granted, people have told me I've been overanalyzing that situation, which I might be. But uh but but yeah man, I'm I don't know man, I just the baggage is there. It's known what he did and um the vi- the the video is out there. Uh it, it's just it's just all a little bit uh,
1: I don't know. It's, it makes me a little bit uncomfortable. So I would not put well, this to a trade. If he comes in and he starts killing it and they let him bat and he starts killing it in April, it's going to go away. Right, Fans are going to forget. Team member. He's a fun player, really. I mean, oh, yeah. apart from what's happened, but, you know, but it's still they're going to be there. But I, I do think if he comes out and hits and does well, like at that point, though, uh, you're obviously not going to want to trade him. But what if he comes out and starts doing really bad? Then his value goes down, you know? Right, right. So here, here's my counter to that. I, I see what you're saying there. But
0: okay, so you've got the the story came out just before Jose and I started recording that Ronald Acuna will be able to start DHing starting April twenty first, mid April, which would be huge for the Braves if they could just have his bat in the lineup. Um, that's huge. That that is great news for Braves fans. Um, and if you're just now hearing this for the first time, you're welcome. Um, Ronald Acuna's bat. I mean, you add that to the lineup in mid-April when you weren't expecting it. Man, that 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 to me is exciting. But yeah, but you. But here's the alternative point. Pl- here is the alternate plan to that. Azuna, I think, is suspended the first 20 games of the season, but Acuna is able to DH starting April 21st. Do you want to run the risk of Marcel Azuna playing left field every day while Acuna DHs? To me, it's an absolute, absolutely no. Because Azuna is terrible in the outfield. But I don't know. I, I Yeah. Th- that's yeah, I another risk you're that. running. That's another risk you're running with Acuna coming back, as, which, like I said, I would rather have Acuna's bat in the lineup um, just because Acuna is now the face of the organization. Um, but – that that's what you're running the risk of here, is if you don't trade him, if you don't do anything, and you do bring Solaire back, at least Solaire can play a little bit in the outfield. He's not the best outfielder, but I mean he can get it done. Azuna can't even throw the ball from left field to shortstop, so yeah, you're running yeah. that you're running that risk there. So you got to if risk. you if you could find somebody to take him, <clears throat> Padres. Um, then yeah, I would I would say do it, I would I would say I would say do it, especially if you can get a good starting pitcher in return.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and really imagine just adding that solid pitching uh, piece that would just make the the we don't know when we'll get Soroka, but you, you think about adding some some big name or you know just middle of line guy, uh, that's huge. That's huge because you don't know what's gonna happen. You got to remember, 162 games. It's like a couple seasons built into one, so much changes, you know, so many things will happen. We saw it last year uh, with where we started, obviously, you know, where we got towards the end. So um, I I think it's good that we we said this last year after the Braves won, uh, I think the first episode, of the Braves having a lot of, I guess, good problems, quote-unquote, on paper. We have a lot of pieces that you can move around, and and that's a good thing. It's a good thing to – to be talking about here in March.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Now we've been talking about
0: the Braves but let, let, let's 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 go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room. the the, the situation I've been promising everybody I would talk about tonight. It um, got to kind of rip the band-aid off a little bit I guess even though we've had a few days now to really see reap the benefits of the situation. The Freddie Friedman situation, the situation we've all been you and I have been talking about at, a lot this week um man what are your thoughts now now that you've had a few days to process it what are your thoughts about it
1: i am still heartbroken oh yeah um because he he was there from the days when nobody wanted to watch games right when things were really really rough right right absolutely and to me what hurts as a fan is when he helped us he was a huge piece to get us to win the world series right when things were the best we just walked away from him and let him go now i know what people say i know that people say that this is a business move and it is i mean and and this is not even talking about who our new first baseman is that's that's another topic just him as a player we will not be able to This is a a once-in-a-generational kind of player at first, for us at least, for the Braves. Um, And we will never be able to have someone like that. He was the glue to the team, in my opinion. And it is still very, very rough to see that the Braves did not go out for him. And it sucks, right? To me, it really sucks. What we have now, I'm not mad about. You know, Olsen is gonna be a really We don't we, don't we don't we don't take a step back. We don't take a step back. No, we're just yeah, I would say we're not taking a step back. I and I really do think for the first couple of years it's gonna hurt us. I think Freddie Freeman's gonna crush the ball out in the in, in LA and we're gonna be hating that. And he could pull a Duvall on us when he comes uh, in June and when we may see him in the playoffs. Who knows what happens to now and then? Um, I think in the long run, the Olsen trade is going to be good. It's going to be great. Um, he's younger. He can hit. He's he's. I watched the uh, the interview when he came in. You know his whatever he wants the to be ceremony, here. and he yeah he's, he wants to be here. He seems like a classic player. He's not one of those uh, Machado types, <laughs> Tatis types. Uh, just just a player that wants to, to um, play the game right, and, and he seems like a really good guy. and And then I'm glad. Because if we had not signed Freeman, you know, and, and basically had someone like Rizzo, no dis- re- disrespect to him or someone else, then things would be obviously really, really bad. Because right. that's um, – but this also tells me how the Braves are going to be operating under uh, Alex, and I kind of knew this all along. We're not going to have Ronald Acuna after his contract, I don't think. I don't know. Thanks, I mean, not based on this logic, because uh, you know, I don't even know how many years does he have left. He's got like seven years left. we'll cross that bridge when he gets here. <laughs> okay. Well, at that point, he he will be kind of older. He, he's going to be like Freddie. You know, we're going to have to decide. Yeah. Do we want to? So, what message does this send to lifelong players like Albies? and possibly? And... I would say Albies. He also got a huge contract, All right? Uh, you know. I don't know what message to sense. It's not how the Braves used to operate and, and maybe this is the new way. And I'm not, I can't question Alex and populous too much because he had the right, I would be really, really upset if he had not brought in uh, Olsen, that right. would have just crushed everything. But he brought someone who we we, we all along. I mean, even in the previous episodes, we, we talked about Olsen being the real possibility and, uh, one thing that does that, that I've heard as a rumor is that Freddie did not even know that they were going to go like, hey, this is the final ultimatum, We're going, you know, we're going with those. right. Uh, and there's reports that he's still like kind of distraught about this. Um, and I, 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 you know, and another thing, this was not about the money. Okay, we had the money and we offered. The you know he signed what six years one hundred and sixty I think we were offering five one fifty um, yeah so I am I know we could have maxed six six years one sixty but ultimately we made the choice to lose our prospects get this guy and not only that we now have him for eight years Olson that was the thing we were trading basically uh, not only a player but we we're just gaining time there at first um, so. I think it's, it's a, it's a calculated risk. It's a good risk. I don't even, I won't even want to use the word risk. I think it's going to be, it's going to be, should be good. Olsen's a good player. uh, And he comes from a good organization. Um, It is so sad to see Freeman leave. And um, you know, I I was very, very upset when this first happened Uh, enough to not even want to watch other free agent news, but I've kind of come around after I've seen the numbers I've seen the kind of player. I've really looked more into Olsen. Uh, So, yeah, it's also sad that Freddie maybe didn't move as fast as he should have. Uh, I think that also kind of killed his monetary value out in the market. Um, It it sounds like he kind of waited along too too much. You know, even the Rays were after him, the Blue Jays, and he still wasn't deciding. Right. I'm not saying him, his agent, right? Um, But uh, it's going to be sad to see him in Dodger blue instead of I, I don't care if he played with the Yankees or any other team, but he's going to play with the, uh, I'm not even going to mention it, but the Dodgers. So, <laughs> right. But right. that's kind of my take on it. And oh. uh, I think I see the, the uh, light at the end of the tunnel here of this offseason.
0: I definitely think you have a fair take. I'm a, I, I, I was, I'm a Freddie fan. I, I always will be. Um, he, he, I'm going to I'm gonna be a little sentimental here for a minute, but
1: then I'm going to change gears. Freddie. Please. I did Freddie. not bring up his highlights, okay? Uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, but for anyone out there that has forgotten what he did for us in the NLDS, that home run off of that, – that, That'll uh, never haters. be forgotten. That'll, you and I rocked that stadium that night. That'll yeah, never be I forgotten did, to me. He, he hit a home run. I mean, just – Wow, oh, that dude, man, he has so many he, memories, and that's he, the thing. That is why it's so tough on me. Yeah, he he is very special to the city of Atlanta. I'm, uh, I mean,
0: he's the reason why we are part of the reason why we won the World Series. He's been with us through the ups and downs. He's created. There have been so many iconic moments in Atlanta Braves history over the past decade that Freddie Freeman's been a part of. He was the glue in that locker room, and he was he was the guy who. When Chipper Jones stepped away, he, he was the team. He was the guy. And I will always be grateful for that. I, I was for bringing him back. If that, I mean, that would, I was for it. I was for bringing him back. And I was for keeping Freddie a brave for life. Absolutely, I was. And, you know, it, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Um, and 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 it, and, it, and it is sad. When I saw the news at first, it, it hit me like, wow, we're not going to see Freddie Freeman in Atlanta. Like going to Braves games are going to be so different now, without seeing Freddie Freeman. But I've got to be honest, Jose. I think I, I think we'll see the return the the Matt Olson deal pay off quicker than you might think. I think the Matt Olson deal will pay off maybe this year. I I, I I firmly believe Matt Olson was playing in a tough stadium in a tough hitters ballpark in the Oakland Coliseum last, uh, last several years. And he actually has better numbers on the road. He had better numbers on the road than he did at the Coliseum. He hit better. He hits, he's hit more home runs away from the Coliseum, which is fair to say because the Coliseum is a huge ballpark. Huge. So I, I, I think that we're going to see the benefits of that early. Um, I'm very excited about Matt Olson. Um, He's a local guy, Gwinnett County product. Um, Great bat, great first baseman. He is in the top three. He's in the top three of the top first baseman in all of baseball. If there was a guy to replace Freddie, statistically and talent-wise, it's Matt Olson. It's absolutely Matt Olson, hands down. For that, I commend Alex Antopolis, and I, I I love it. I love the deal. I love the deal that we got, even though we had to get rid of some prospects. I think Pache it was one of those. He may pan out. He may not. You don't know. Langoliers was the toughest prospect to lose in that midst. Um, but, you know, you you can't always bank on the prospects panning out the way that you expect them to pan out. Injuries happen or, you know, overhype happens. The pressure gets to a player. You can't bank on, pro- on prospects always panning out. The Braves have had a lot of prospects pan out. Look at third base, Austin Riley. He's panning out. Look over at shortstop. Dan Swanson's panning out. Ozzie Albies is panning out. Max Reed pan has panned out. Mike Soroka, when he's healthy, dadgummit. He'll pan out. Ian Anderson, Ronald Acuna Jr. This The list goes on and on of the prospects that have panned out over the last five years or so. But at the same time, you're not always going to – among those, you're going to find those guys that tend to struggle and fall off. So I, I get the trade. It's a risky trade when it comes to trading those prospects, but I get it. And it's hard because uh, it's a lot of mixed emotions. I'm happy that we got who we got because Matt Olson is a top three first baseman. I said that earlier. Um, it, it, but losing Freddie was tough. But I, I'm very, very, very optimistic and I'm very positive that we're going to see the returns of this very quickly. Um, I think Matt Olson is due to have a big year. I think his glove is gonna be I, I think his glove is just as good, It's not better, than Freddie's. So I think statistically, talent wise, we're gonna be all right. I don't think we take a step back. If anything, the Braves might have gotten better with this deal. Because now he's twenty seven years old, he's five years younger than Freddie, he has yet to hit his prime. Freddie, you know, is thirty two years old right now. This contract would have had him at age thirty eight, Matt Olson's contract. Would end at age thirty five, so at that point you're on a year to year basis with Matt Olson. But I, I'm optimistic. I, I'm I'm excited to have Matt Olson on this team. Um, with the way the Freddie situation panned out, that's where. But anyway, I said it to say thank you, Freddie, for everything you've done for this city. Um, I'm always going to be grateful. You're always going to have a fan in me. You're always going to have a fan in Jose. And if you came back at the end of your career and wanted to finish it out in Atlanta and maybe be a DH, we'd welcome it, especially if you're still pretty good. Um, but uh, I've got yeah. I've to I've flip it a little bit, though, Jose. I've got to okay. flip it. I've got to flip it. It, it. To me, I'm very disappointed with the way – I feel like Freddie let his agent do a little too much there. I think Freddie needed to be more in control of the situation. And his agent, I think, let him become – it almost seemed like Freddie was kind of becoming a little bit of a diva there at the end of the negotiations. Um, The whole not letting him know thing, I think that's a bunch of crap. I think from what I've heard that Alex Anthopoulos offered Freddie a sixth year – I heard this today – offered Freddie a sixth year and said, Freddie, you have till Monday afternoon at 2 o'clock or something like that. Yada, yada, yada. He never heard from Freddie. And Freddie, here's the thing. You have Freddie Freeman and you have Matt Olson out there. And they are your two options. The Yankees are going all in to trade for Matt Olson. That was one thing I think the Yankees have missed out on during this deadline, that, or not deadline, this time period. Um, they they were going for Matt Olson, but the Braves at the end of the day obviously had the better prospects. So you have Matt Olson and Freddie Freeman, and you're risking the fact, if you don't go after Matt Olson, you're risking the opportunity of losing both Freeman and Olson and sticking with a plan C. So I think it was one of those things, Alex Anthopoulos had to make a move and he had to make a move fast. Granted, it's not the move that everybody likes, but you have to make a move. And you've got and you have got a good first baseman. Right now he might be a little bit behind Freddie when it comes to stats. But I guarantee you in the next year or two, you're gonna start seeing the the the, the tide change a little bit. And Matt Olson might become the best first baseman in all of baseball. Um this it's it, it was one of those things you couldn't risk losing out on both. So you had to take one. You had to take what you could get. Um and Matt Olson is a great replacement. Now, the I forgot what I was going to go with this now, but um, shoot, I I had a point to this, and it just completely slipped my mind. Um, I don't know. I I just I, I'm, but I'm off. I said it to say I'm very excited about Matt Olson. Um, I just. I, I, it's hard to lose Freddie. It is, but I'm excited to see where this goes. And I know what my point was now. Alex Anthopoulos had to make a move. I said that earlier. I found my point again. Sorry. Uh, it, for some reason I've been talking about this and I'm still, if you can't tell, I'm still processing the whole Freddie thing. It's been three days and it's still a, a lot to take in, but you had to make that move and you still had to fill out the rest of your roster and look what he's done since he's, since he made that move you got Matt Olson, great first baseman, who is a great get. The I mean, everybody's called the, – they've ranked or they graded the trade or whatever, and they gave the Braves an A-plus or an A-minus, something like that. So you've got Matt Olson. you got Colin McHugh, who is a great bullpen piece, another local product. And you've been able to bring back Rosario for less than what you could have. You've brought back those two and another bullpen piece, and two bullpen pieces and Rosario for less than what you would have gotten Freddie for. And you've been able to extend Matt Olson for $6 million less than what would have taken to bring Freddie back.
1: So yeah. at the end of
0: it all, it, it, it's worked out. And the Braves are still not done. I, I firmly believe Alex Anthopoulos is still out there trying to make moves. There's the Jorge Soler rumors going around right now. There's Which that, would be awesome. Yeah, there's that starting pitcher rumor. I don't know who that starting pitcher is going to be. But the Rosario move was huge. That was clutch yesterday bringing him back for two years 18 million and a third year player option or club option so the pieces are coming together and this team is going to this team is going to be set up for another run to be a contender if not to be able to repeat so i i really don't think we lose anything in this situation as for freddie though i gotta say one more thing freddie i love you i'm not going to pull for you because you're on the dodgers and I'm sorry that you won't be able to celebrate with us in October when the Braves beat the Dodgers. That's all I got to say about that. Mike drop.
1: Wow. Well, I hope you are right because I hope we don't have to face them again. And uh, maybe they'll have a collapse. You know, last year they blamed on injuries, but we were more of an injured team, really. Right. Um, we what, lost the they say this year, you really – going in again this year, they don't have many excuses. But uh, we'll see what kind of uh, excuses the uh, – and you know the these
0: West. these stacked quote stacked teams don't always line up to be what they what they say they're going to be. Justin, they rarely don't. Justin Turner's getting a year older in LA. Third baseman, he was he ended the season last year injured. Eventually, Mookie Betts is going to have a bad year. I mean, yeah.
1: Bellinger's not doing well. Bellinger's kinda... hit
0: or miss. So you're you, the, eventually the Dodgers aren't going to be what they are right now
1: they're just bye well, bye what we did last year to them uh just shows that they aren't like they used to be unbeatable um so it'll be interesting it sounds like this year in baseball lots of surprises will happen again so and i'm curious to see which one's the first one
0: yeah me too uh, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what's going to happen this year um there's a lot of possibilities out there, and uh, I'm excited. Uh, I'm I, I, and the free agent market still is not done.
1: So yeah, we still got Correa, uh, Castellanos. Who else do we have that are big? Trevor Story. Trevor Story. Yeah, it, it it's all still out there.
0: So uh, and there's always going to be that one team that makes a move that gets a steal at free agency. So we'll see. We're going to continue to find out as free agency continues to unfold. Well. Th- Unfortunately tonight, we could have been talking about this for hours, but tonight we are out of time. We will keep you all posted as free agency continues to unfold. Thank you guys for those that have tuned in and subscribed to our channel. Please continue to tune in as we have more content coming your way as baseball season is quickly arriving. Yes, we have said that finally, and it feels really good to say that. Baseball season is on its way. More content is on its way. This is another episode of Touch em All. Everybody have a great night.